Welcome to Season 2 of the Adult Children Voices Across America Speakers Meeting Podcast. You can attend this meeting live on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Pacific Time using the Zoom ID 848-5208-0640, password 061120. For more information about adult children of alcoholics and dysfunctional families, visit adultchildren.org. The following speaker share from Joe H. was recorded on June 23rd, 2022. Um, I'm Joe H. Hi, and um, I uh, am really glad to be here. My first visit to, to our meeting was in 2020. And I was a speaker then and got myself in trouble. And so I've been invited to come back and get myself in trouble again. I want to talk a little bit about my experience, strength and hope in ACA. And I want to talk a little bit about um, service, of course, and the spiritual principles. Um, I want to show you a screen share. Oh, good. I can screen share. Let me show you a screen share. Oh, gosh. Um, this screen share, what? Uh, this is great. Um, we just had a holiday in the United States, a new holiday that's called Juneteenth. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me start with the trigger warning. Trigger warning, guys. Um, I may talk about some things that... Um, we consider to be outside issues, but they're not really outside issues. They're actually my personal experience, strength, and hope in ACA. And so uh, trigger warning, please, please stay. Please listen. Please say your set-aside prayer and be open-minded. Um, and um, yes, let's try, let's try to... Uh, to get through this. Uh, we had a holiday that's called Juneteenth in the United States. And um, we have a holiday coming up that's called the 4th of July. And this has to do with being, um, you know, the 4th of July for the United States. And so I wanna talk a little bit about my experience, the feelings that I have dealing with these two holidays. Um, because as many of us know, whether it's Father's Day or Christmas or, you know, any other holiday, it stirs up a lot of feelings. So I'm having some feelings about Juneteenth, June 19th, and that's um, symbolized by this red, white, and blue flag on the left. And then the 4th of July symbolized by this American flag. And this is a picture of what happened. In 1890, around this same time, June 27th, 1890, the first and only black man to be in a boxing match in um, England. He's the first and only man to fight, and he was also the first and only man to be in the ring, probably the first and only man in the county. Um, but the point is, sometimes I feel like this in ACA. And I want you to know that I understand that this is 
um, part of sick thinking. You know how it says in the problem that we uh, that we are relieved of our sick thinking one day at a time. But I just want to take you through that experience so that you'll understand how ACA helped me the most to move beyond my BIPOC experience, Black, Indigenous, and people of, cur- of color, um, and really join the ACA nation. And it may be helpful in your inner group or your group when you're um, trying to make it more welcoming. So I'm going to call this talk the um, persistence in loving activism, carrying this message further. It's about the 12th step. It's about service and carrying the message. It's about our spiritual principles and being more persistent in dealing with these issues. It does include topics that some call outside issues, such as diversity, representation, equity, accessibility in ACA. And they are very, they're not, uh, unfortunately, they are controversial issues. And uh, if it's too controversial, raise your hand or use the slow down symbol, or you can text uh, in the chat. You can send a note to the moderator if you think that I'm breaking a tradition so that we can all be safe here. Um, I talked to the service team for um, for this meeting, and they said, uh, come on with it. So here we go. I want to start with where I am currently in my recovery, and that's uh, the experience, strength, and hope. This is the hope part. Currently, I do not want to recreate my culture of origin. Culture of origin is just like family of origin. I'm trying not to recreate my culture of origin. I want to carry the message farther, the ACA message globally, but not the way our great, great four uh, fathers and mothers carried it. Do you remember uh, from 1602 on, you know, how the British and the Dutch and the Spanish carried culture out into the world? It was at the point of a sword. And um, we want to carry this culture farther, but with gentleness, humor, love, and respect. So in terms of a worldwide ACA, I'm recovering towards being an international 12-step activist, I guess, trying to learn to carry this message worldwide so that we can address chapter 17 in the Big Red Book of ACA. So I will, um, let me qualify first just by saying that um, I have been working with um, the BIPOC intergroup. I'll drop this in the chat if it's open. I've also, oh, maybe not. The chat is not, yeah, the chat's open. Okay, here's how you can reach me. I've worked in the BIPOC intergroup, global members in WSO, and then this group called Representation, Equity, and Accessibility. And it's a subcommittee an ad hoc committee in WSO. So I'm working on this, trying to do some service and being a loving activist. And uh, so I'm gonna come from those positions. 
that activism is a kind of service that we do in ACA that does not violate a tradition. And so, so that means you have, we all have to be very, very careful as we try to make ACA go global. And we've gone global because of COVID, of course. And we were not really ready. Some of you know that our board was all white and all male and almost all North American very recently within the last decade. And we have made tremendous strides going forward to make all of ACA more inclusive to the entire world. Because as you know, we can go to meetings in Australia and Ho Chi Minh City and Beijing and Vladivostok and um, Germany and Montreal and on and on and on. So we're learning to become an international fellowship. And so um, I've been working with black indigenous and people of color as I move personally, as I move from self-pity towards self-love and then towards self-governance. And we'd be able to write chapter 17, well, actually, what happened to me is I came in because of chapter 14, taking your program to work, and then found chapter 17, the International Fellowship, and found out that there was no way that I could go global without first going to chapter 10, my inner child, and finding my loving parent, and then developed an understanding that service is my responsibility because I'm responsible for my own well-being, not the dominant culture, not anybody else but me. And so I found that in the identity papers, number three. And so I, I hope you're tracking me as I'm telling you about my growth in ACA and how I've gone from experiencing um, a feeling of inferiority and internalizing feelings of not belonging and uh, being uh, rejected towards being a first-class citizen, you know, a full citizen in the ACA nation. So my hope is that using the spiritual principles that I'll talk about and using an, a service, which is an international service, as soon as we go on Zoom, we have gone international. We've gone global. So every meeting, every intergroup meeting, every regional meeting, if you put it on Zoom, you've gone international. And so how we can use our international service hat, put that on with faithfulness and detached passion for our traditions and systemic progress at the group level, intergroup level, the regional level, the world service level, we can begin to flip this drama triangle away from being victims and persecutors and, and um, rescuers towards being encouragers and challengers and um, clarifiers as our roles. And then we can flip our own laundry list traits and flip our other laundry list traits and integrate so I'm not only working on my own recovery, but also at the same time, helping to make sure that there's a place 
uh, of recovery for everyone in ACA uh, internationally. So my hope is that we I can empower all to service and to practice these spiritual principles and flip in the triangle, flip in the traits, work in the 12-step prayer, and even joining any of these groups that I dropped in the chat. So um, I'm at, what, 15 or 20 minutes. Let me see what the thing says. It says 30 minutes. I sure wish I could make this interactive. We're going to have interactive workshops um, coming out of world service where we can actually be interactive talking about our culture of origin and our culture of choice, which is just like our family of origin and family of choice. And even though um, BIPOC people are used as an example, anybody in this meeting, I can tell you about your culture of origin and your culture of choice, whether you started in Japan or Italy or Ireland or um, France or uh, Korea, Africa, um, in Mozambique, South Africa, in uh, the Middle East, in Iraq, Persia, everyone has come from a culture of origin and is moving towards a culture of choice. They're ACA nation. And I want to just talk to about how we can make that clear and make that welcoming and then fill in chapter 17, an international fellowship. Um, so this was a long journey. I started, my mom's my alcoholic. Her name is Pearl, and she's from the deep south outside uh, New Orleans in Louisiana, out in the sugarcane swamps. And we call it Nolens here. New Orleans, Louisiana, where there's alcohol and food. And I came up in the Anglican church, the Church of England, really. That's when I started crossing cultures from the deep south to the Church of England. And my parents took the whole family in the Great Migration out of the south because of Jim Crow. And towards the north, we went to Washington, D.C., to Chicago and out west to California and the United States. And I still feel that I'm completely unprepared to be a first class citizen in the United States. I feel like I'm still in the um, middle passage in a way. But I came up uh, being a workaholic, avoiding conflict, underperforming, being fired, uh, going back to my um, family of origin in the deep south after going all the way up to near Buffalo, New York, just across the lake from Ontario, Canada, and all the way back. And so I've looked at my family of origin, I've looked at my culture of origin, I've looked at my true self and um, have made some discoveries about self-love and about self-confidence and of course, self-regulation and self-governance I have a new self-concept and I have a, 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 um, a lifestyle of daily self-care. And I learn to detach a little bit more as I become more of an activist and I integrate my traits and I ask for support and I give support and I give understanding and forgiveness through my seventh step and my daily 10th steps. 
And I'm still going to hold on to blameless accountability, though. As a loving activist, I'm still going to say, no, you can't treat me that way because I'm a first-class citizen in the ACA nation. And so um, I use a lot of the things that are mentioned, not just the 12 steps and 12 traditions, the uh, concepts of service, including concept four and five, which says that I have a right to participate and concept, which I have to keep telling my inner child. And I also tell my inner child that I have a right to appeal. When I, and, and we talk about the minority opinion, but we don't mean the BIPOC opinion. We mean when you're outvoted. Very often minorities are outvoted. And when I'm outvoted, I have the right to appeal just like you do. And so I keep reminding myself that I'm a first-class citizen in the ACA nation. I have a right to participate and to appeal. So when I'm in a meeting and I start talking about um, being black in white America and someone says that's a violation of the of tradition 10, I have the right to explain my um, part, to explain my particular experience, strength, and hope, and I have a right to ask for a business meeting or a group conscience to appeal what I think is an uh, abuse of the tenth tradition. My trauma is identity-based trauma that I have to deal with every day that brought me into ACA, and it's part of a legitimate conversation as I express unexpressed grief and heal like anybody else with a trauma. Um, and so um, just because BIPOC is triggering, really it's just an archetype of what we all are doing here. And ACA solution is the solution for all of these things, whether you're coming out of Africa or coming out of the closet or coming out of a bad marriage, ACA has the solution. So um, I guess I'll be available to discuss afterwards. I want to start wrapping up. I've talked about my experience growing up both as a son of an alcoholic, the son of a minister, and as a dark-skinned person in the, in the ultra-racialized deep south of the United States and how that has made me a bona fide card carrying ACA. And um, I've talked about the things about the program that have helped me with my dual duty to overcome being a, a child of an, al an alcoholic, but also the child of uh, systemic racism or any kind of ism, because alcoholism is a lot like racism. They're very similar. It has to do with reconstructing my stinking thinking, my um, uh, uh, my sick thinking one day at a time. So my twelfth step is to carry this message that a spiritual way of life is a better way of life to India and Thailand and South Africa and New Zealand and to the Sami in Finland 
and in all my affairs. So here's my 12th step prayer that I wrote. You know how one of the exercises is to write your own 12th step prayer. So after a deep breath, to recollect ourselves, my 12th step prayer is the highest spirit, thank you. My spiritual, awaken, my spiritual awakenings continue to unfold and the help that I received, I will pass on and give to others, both in and outside the fellow, fellowship for this opportunity, I'm grateful. I pray most humbly to continue walking day by day on the road of spiritual progress. I pray for the inner strength and wisdom to practice the principles of this way of life and all that I do and say, I need you and I need my fellowship and my program every hour of every day because this is a better way to live. 